Yes, welcome everybody back to another episode of The Feeding Frenzy. You are of course listening in with the return of the big man, The Force. Happy to be back on the couch. Uh, and happy that uh, I had such good hands to hand over my podcast to last week in Jake the Snake Stewart. How are you, big fella? Yeah, great. Thanks, mate. It's a pleasure to be back in the passenger seat. <laughs> mate, I, I'm so happy with that that I could just turn around and sit and uh, just put it on autopilot and chuck you in there whenever I feel like it now, I reckon. Let's go for gold then. Uh, <laughs> off you go. I'll take right over. <laughs> go on, introduce our guests. All right, so on the couch with us this week, and what a couch it is. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a photo of that up on the Feeding Frenzy Facebook page. Uh, is Sam Christo, a bit of a new addition to the club. Actually, they're both a new addition to the club this week, but welcome, Sam. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, so come from the Perth Footy League. Sam, where'd you play your footy up there? Uh, I played pretty much my whole career at Coobinia uh, West Perth. I'm uh, just in Mount Lawley there. For those of you that needed that a little bit slower, that's Coolbinia, a little bit of ASMR for you. Um, and also joining us on the couch is Lockie McLeish of X-Railways fame. How you going, bud? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, uh, Forsey, uh, you've got the run sheet uh, <laughs> that uh, your young daughter Chloe has scribbled all over, so I'll let you take the charge. I think, if anything, the sad thing is her handwriting is probably neater and tidier than mine is. That's uh, just looking at the scribble here from the two-year-old. I think that's not bad. Beautiful. Yeah, well, that's like Stephen Bradbury. That's uh, that's that's a pretty easy gold medal there. Your your, hand, your handwriting is rough as guts, mate. I, uh, I've got everything that a doctor has except for, you know, skills, ability and a medical training. But that's fine. Uh, if you touch just briefly on the ASMR, we are of course today listening in with our first attempt at running this show with our fancy microphone system, so hopefully for all of you listening at home it means that it's just going to be a clearer, crisper sound for all of you. Uh, really important to people like Wacker who tries his very best to listen to the show at work, but obviously once we all start laughing, volumes go up and everything, so um, hopefully you're all enjoying the new sound and uh, you have to let us know on the Facebook page. Is it a winner or is it not? So, uh, yeah, keep us up to date on that one. Now, I'm going to throw straight into Lockie, uh, young fella. Now, you uh, have a taste of your first win with the Sharks on the weekend against Denmark. So, congratulations there. Cheers, thank you. One from one. What a record. That's that's (laughs) good for Sharks. (laughs) It is. So, uh, tell us, mate, how did you you feel about that game? What, what, uh, What can you tell us about what it meant to come off that game with the win? Oh... Well, to be honest, going into it, we all had our head, uh, heads held high, really. We um, stuck to the game plan that Tags gave us from the start, and Bisho as well. He was there with us, made sure all the heads were held high. We stuck to our game plan. Um, the boys all believed in each other, really. Uh, got around each other at the contest, and Denmark had us at the start, but, you know, we learnt their game plan, played to our advantage, and, yeah, came through in the end, really. Just felt good to get the win. How hard was it, obviously, when you mentioned Denmark got in, got in front pretty early on, uh, how hard was it to stick to your guns when, obviously, at that stage in the game, you were behind? It Was it was it, was it a temptation to sort of abandon ship and just play a different brand of footy? Um, no, not really. Um, us midfielders, we kind of got together. We kind of seen our flaws from the start. We seen where we were lacking. We seen where we needed improvement. Um, we all had a chat at every ball up. We knew what we had to do, and in the end, everyone got their job done in the end. Yeah, great stuff, mate, and, and good to see that uh, you know you were able to stick to that plan, stick stick by each other. 
Was there any names from that game that uh, really stuck out for you? Um, to be honest, as a first gamer, um, Leroy Vanendel, first game of footy ever, and he's just absolutely blitzed it. He was a full back, and yeah, you could tell him to punch the footy. You know, he took all confidence in the world, took a grab, and just ran with it. Um, to be honest, he was probably one of our key players that whole game. He kept this going. He just kept rebounding and rebounding every time we went to their 50. Um, and also Aaron, he played through the middle and uh, also at centre-half back position and just kept running all day, just got over the top of him in the end. Yeah, you pl- you said that you played through the middle there as well. You probably didn't get much of a break on those young legs, did you? Uh, no, nah, not a lot, to be honest with you. Just had to keep going and just keep it up, keep running. Now, Snake, you've got a bit of a uh, insight to Bisho's master plan and everything, so um, I know you're just dying to jump in and tell us all about it. So what, what can you tell us from Bisho's sort of point of view? Yeah, well, mate, after one week running the show, I've actually come with three pages of notes, so I've done my research. Um, so McLeish obviously touched on a couple of these. Leroy Vandendal, first ever game of football and comes out with a best, best on ground. Um, so you've got to be pretty chuffed with that. Um, just reads the ball so well, hits the contest hard, and is just a real natural striker of the football. Uh, Aaron Eads, again, uh, he's provided us with some real strong leadership uh, with our Noongar contingent. And Luke Matowitz as well. Uh, I've known Luke for a good nine years, and he's never really wanted it like he seems to want it this year and he came out and was real strong at centre half back if I'm not mistaken yeah that's at least that's at least where he started and played a lot of footy for the day uh Liam Offa Jordan Tyndale they've been in and out of those uh best players in the in the twos for years and Jack Bowden who we didn't see a lot of through pre-season and there was sort of high expectations of him coming over from Barker and I would expect there still is, uh, as long as he gets down on the training track. So, Bowser, I'm calling you out right here and right now. <laughs> I think I actually saw a mention from him saying he wasn't at tonight's training too, if I'm not mistaken, on the old uh, group chat. Yeah, that would be correct. Uh, but he has he has been working out at Narragin a lot with his carpentry business, so it's a bit unfortunate because um, the guy is obviously a real big contributor he was real underdone and still came out and tore up in the twos so we'd love to see him in the ones but um, the culture we're trying to build right now is those who train uh, first picked and that's just the way it is so yeah I think we've got a prime example on that on the couch today in once again young lucky so uh, we hear that you might have got a bit of a tap on the shoulder this afternoon yeah uh, we're actually at team selections and um tags and Jamie came up to me and <clears throat> yeah told me I was getting to run with the league to the, uh, this weekend. So uh, what does that mean for you obviously your first year at, at, at a new club um, how many seasons did you play over at Railways? Uh, I've actually played my whole career over from 17s through to Colts, Resies one not last year but the year before Grandy with Resies and yeah that's came over this year. So you've had a pretty extensive uh, run over there. You, you have played a little bit of uh, league for railways though, haven't you? Yeah, bench. Yeah. <laughs> and so Unfortunate, that's alright. That's alright, it all adds up. But uh, what does it mean to you to get a, get a call up to the ones? Uh, just because I've been training hard, presenting myself, obviously showing that I'm capable of moving up, but yeah, just other than that, I've just been putting in the effort really. Showing up trainings, attending all the team events, etc, etc. Yeah, doing all the all the hard yards that we like to see. 
Now, uh, he's been pretty quiet on the couch so far, so we better throw over and say a quick game <laughs> to Sammy. He's, he's, he's finally getting his moment in the, in the, in the spotlight. So, um, uh, what, just, just firstly, before we, before we talk about last week's game, what does it mean to, to you to see a young fellow like um, Lockie put in all the effort in and get that, get that reward? What does that mean to you as, um, as one of the, sort of the older boys around the club? Yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome actually. Uh, I come from my last club. We didn't actually have a culture team or anything, so we didn't really get that much exposure out of the young boys. So that's probably been one of my favourite things about being around the Sharks this year. So uh, congrats, man! I'm sure you turned <laughs> up this weekend. Sure, you're so good. <laughs> yeah, nice one. So um, we'll, we'll throw back to we'll start looking into the league game now. So um, obviously that was your first game for the Sharks in the league. Uh, yep. Well, in general. Uh, how, what, what was the feeling like before the before the start of the game? What, what did it feel like in the change rooms there? That was exciting. Yeah, it was a good buzz going around. Everyone was keen to get out there and um, had some good weather, so good to have footy back. So yeah, everyone was roaring to go. It's good. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, we've had such a such a nightmare trying to get our footy season mm. running. I can only imagine how much effort uh, Tracy and Jamie and everybody behind the scenes had trying to get this season across the mark. Um, and look, I've, as far as I can tell, everybody was pretty keen to get under, you know, Jamie's style of play and get stuck mm. into it. Um, you know, Jake, you've obviously been around a lot of different change rooms at, at the start of new coaches. What is it? What did it feel like this time? You know, under coach number eleven or twelve, if I remember correctly. Oh, mate, I've I've been asked this question many times, and I've honestly lost count. I keep throwing different numbers out there, and it's different each time. Look, mate, the, the feeling was good. Um, we we had a couple of guys come over from Boxwood as well, uh, so there was a bit of unfamiliarity there early on. But everybody sort of got themselves acquainted, and and we just got down to business. Um, probably a little bit a little bit of distraction um, getting towards the end of that fourth quarter when of the of the twos when the when the scores were tight. A few guys going away from the warm-up to go out and watch the Bloods get their first win for the year, uh, which is great for club culture, but but not great for um, preparation for a game. So I was I was pretty hard on the guys about just getting back to it and getting focused on the job at hand. Uh, full credit to the to the guys that went out there for the league side. We gave it a red hot crack and we ran out there with a really young side against a really big and really experienced side. I think Ash McGrath, I'm going to throw a number out there and it's probably going to be way off, but 260-odd uh, AFL games. Yeah, sounds uh, good to me. Brisbane. It sounds great to me. Uh, I, I went toe-to-toe with him one or twice and, and it showed. Like, the guy is just, like, he's he doesn't have the same conditioning as he did when he was in the AFL, but he has got still got the same smarts and he uses his size to his advantage. And, and Denmark as a, as a whole did that against us. We played right into their hands and um, kicked to a lot of contests and played around with the footy when we should have gone long and direct. And Jamie's been pretty pretty hard on that this week. So uh, we're just looking forward to uh, going up against uh, a younger side this week and um, hoping to adjust a few things and, and you know address a few intricacies of the game and sort of keep building on what was a really positive outing to spot the scoreboard. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, one of the things that keep coming back to me. Obviously, I wasn't there in the game. Uh, I had a little bit of flu and with the 
COVID crisis, it's not a good idea to be in public with a flu. You, you sneeze and everybody stops what they're doing and looks at you. So, uh, But what kept coming back to me was the fact that everything looked really professional as far as the playing group was concerned, uh, especially as the game went on. As, as we got further and further along, it looked more and more like a really professional unit sort of thing, which is really good. Um, and obviously each coach is going to have their own take on how that's going to look. But uh, yeah, it's good positive signs from what I'd heard so far. Now, Sammy, just back over to you, mate. We have uh, seen you've been immortalised in our famous newsletter, newspaper, sorry, the Albany Advertiser, um, trying to punch the ball out of McGrath's hand. Succeeding. Succeeding? Yeah, the photo didn't get that though. Oh, of course it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just one step too late. <laughs> so, um, look, you've been immortalised in, in the paper, so you're obviously stuck here forever now. You're one of us. Um, tell me... Is that the first um, sort of a, a you know top class, top tier sort of play you've played against in your playing history so far? Um, I'd say definitely up there. Yeah, um, the only other one that springs to mind is um, Andrew Cracker as well, up in Perth. Yeah, played yeah. against him, um, Bassendine, I think. Uh, but uh, I'm not saying Ashford guys have been played anything, but um, yeah, he had a lot more of an impact on the game. Yeah, from recent from memory, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> had plenty of uh, impact on this game with five goals, so uh, yeah, well done to him. Um, but uh, so you know, we we talked to ourselves about wasting uh, wasting time on on players that we've we've bought in and things like that. Do you think that Denmark couldn't really benefit from having somebody just from that top tier, um, just showing them how to play the game? Do you think that? Do you think there's any benefit that you get that you're not going to get from a local footy player? Um, I I think so. I mean, I'm sure you could you can make the wrong choice. It completely depends on the person, I guess. Um, but I think I didn't have much to do with him. I don't really know a great deal about him, but from what I've heard and from my run-ins on the field, he seems like a nice guy. And um, I think um, it's all about at that age. It's all about coaching the young boys and um, just being a being a role model. And as far as I can tell, he did that the other day. So I think um, yeah, it's definitely would be a beneficial part of it to the club for sure yeah for sure um, so t- take me through your game guys so uh, obviously uh, you got jumped pretty early uh, Snake what um, what are we doing next time to make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future look that that was really just indicative of a young side um, they they were very experienced it wasn't just the Ash McGrath show down forward uh, they had Duper Woods, who won the goal kicking for the GSFL last year out of Barker, mm-hmm. and he's now wearing black and white this year. Um, and he, uh, alongside the two of them, was an old nemesis of mine, um, whose name has evaded me right now, and I can't believe it. But they had they had three guns down forward. And we just had five Colts and a guy who is a ruckman by nature playing in the back line for the most most part of the day and they just they, they went to town, they just used their experience and they took advantage of their opportunities. Um, it was it was unfortunate. There were a lot of positives come out of the day. Our contested ball work around the ground was really good. Uh, we were just probably a bit erratic with our ball use and as I said probably went a bit short when we should have gone long and direct um, 
as far as uncontested possessions go, when they got their hands on the footy, we sort of allowed them to control it too much and, and didn't necessarily pressure the ball user as much as we should have. Um, uh, yeah, I touched on, on the match-up nightmares. Um, they had yeah, three big bodies down forward and, and sort of all over the ground and we were running out with a really small side. So when we were trying to go toe-to-toe with them, it, it was really tough work. Uh, our, our, our ball movement was, you know, quick as, as we sort of had planned, uh, but we weren't really spotting up targets we, when we were getting on the boot. We were sort of just blazing away and hoping to run down in waves and, and take advantage. So it was a pretty, pretty tough day at the office in that respect. Uh, but as I said, there was plenty of, uh, plenty of positives to come out of it. Yeah. Um, and I guess from there, basically, the building is that uh, the first thing you've got to do is make sure you don't panic come the next game and just chop and change the side too much. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Lockie, we talked a bit about you and getting a call up because you've earned it, you've deserved it. Um, what other, were there any other major changes to the side? Yeah, well, with the, with the two guys from Boxwood, they're only available every now and then, mm. um, depending on what they're their schedules and such schedules doing out there. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think we had any any serious injuries in the ones. Uh, so there probably will only be sort of the two or three changes, but there are a couple of guys who have made themselves available all through pre-season who weren't necessarily available round one. Flynn Turton trained really well tonight, back from injury. Yep. Uh, so I, I don't have the list in front of me of who was selected, but I would assume there'd pr- probably be three or four guys, and I wouldn't expect that anyone has been axed as such um, for, for, for a poor showing. Um, everybody gave it 110% effort, and Jamie's not really focused on the results. He's more focused on the process, and that showed uh, with, his, with his team selection tonight that no one's no one's been given a hard time for having a crack, rolling dice, and making mistakes. Um, Max Baker is the perfect example, uh, playing in the back pocket when he's been a midfielder through all his junior footy, um, and he's given been given some directives uh, and and a big role taking the kickouts, um, and and was told that you know give it a go, get yourself comfortable, have a crack, and if you make mistakes, I'm not bothered. Um, I just want you to just find your feet down there and I've been sort of giving him to chuck under my wing and give him a bit of mentoring and he comes to me for advice and I told him you don't need my advice it's it's going to be natural for you you just have to you just have to let yourself sort of sink into it and he did that over the weekend and I think he'll be even better this week. So um, something that it keeps coming back to me uh, as well and Sam you might be able to give us um, sort of a bit of a look into this as well. What I'm hearing a lot from Jamie's process is he's less concerned about results and more concerned about effort and who's putting in 100%, who's doing the gut running, who's you know making sure they're spotting those targets up when they're available and those sorts of things. Is that how it feels for you as a player? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, you know if you've got a young side, the most important thing you can do is um, just compete. It's 18 of them, 18 of us on the field. So um, if you're giving your best effort and um, you know really put your best foot forward, then that's all Jamie's really asking of us. Um, if we keep doing that week in, week out, then you know we're gonna get a win eventually. Um, and as Jamie keeps saying, it's not just about this year; it's about it's about the long road. Um, turn around, turn this club around, and um, 
and yeah, really showing Albany what, what a great club we can be. Yeah, and it's sort of uh, it's sort of a dangerous position to be in partially too, isn't it? The fact that obviously this season's been cut so dramatically and sticky taped and glued and held together with a promise and a prayer and all those sorts of things. It's it'd be so tempting to just say, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter this year, does it? You know, it'd be tempting to sort of drop off the wagon a little bit and just sort of let it go and go, oh, but next year we'll, we'll sort of clean it up. But that doesn't seem to be the, the feeling from the playing group, does it? No, definitely not. I think actually it'd probably be the opposite for us. Um, I think this scenario's actually, you know, really brought forward the players that really want to be there. Um, and we've probably been more consistent than ever, to be honest. So I guess from our point of view, it's been a bit of a positive thing. We've been training really hard for a really long time now, so just um, gives us that extra opportunity to work out who you're playing with, know, know their strengths and weaknesses and stuff, and go from there. Yeah, I think you're right, Bryce. Complacence is an easy sort of position to fall into this year, and I know, well, the word around the, around the grapevine is that a couple of other clubs have sort of fallen into into that and lost a few guys because you know it's footy's not that important this year um, but as you said like the guys that we've got on the track are, are the ones that are fully committed to the growth and the development of this club and whether or not we get those wins on the board this year that doesn't really matter but if we stick to the process and continue to build Jamie has been driving into us that the results will come and he's in it for the long haul and the rest of us have got to be as well. So it's not about dropping your bundle after a loss or two. It's about continuing to get on the training track, continuing to put in the work, and those results will come. Now, um, Lockie, you haven't had much to do with Jamie yet because obviously you've been mostly training with the blood side. How are any of those values that the the two fellas have just talked about from the league side, how are any of those values different to the way that um, Bishow and Tags go about their coaching strategies and plans? Uh, <clears throat> well, Bishow and Tags have just been from the start just about earning respect through Albany. Just, you know, people don't really see Sharks as obviously a big club yet, but obviously, like I was saying, was saying throughout time, it's going to be earned. And obviously the development through that's going to be earned too. But like you said, I haven't had too much to do with Jamie yet. Um, that obviously that time will come eventually. I've have got to speak to him yet. What he wants me to do as a as my role as a player on the weekend. Uh, what he expects from me. What he wants me to do, etc. etc. But um, yeah, it's like we think of really. No, that's all right. And I think I like it. Um, what you're saying there. Sort of goes in line with exactly what Sammy was just saying about it's just about getting out there and competing. You know. Um, Tags has always been about identity, I yeah. think. Um, that's probably the best way that I can sum him up. He's always been about giving the Sharks a voice, giving them something to get behind and be proud of. Um, and I think that's sort of the way he sees it. And that's quite similar to the, the, the effort sort of ball game that you guys are looking at playing over in the league side. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good to see that they, they seem to be on the same page, which is really nice. You know, they, they, we're, we're all building towards the same goals. Um, we're all training similar ways. We've all got the same sort of structures uh, going forward. So really important stuff, obviously, for us as a club. Now, uh, listen, we'll, we'll move on a little bit. We'll, we've had a look at last week's game. Is there anything else you want to add on that, Snake, just before we do? Uh, well, you know, I took a page and a half of notes on this, and I've been about through a third of a page, but I'm happy to move on if you want. I, <laughs> I had score lines, I had best players, I had injury lists, but, 
you know, if you want to keep the ball rolling, I'm happy to keep going. <laughs> well, this, this is sort of the, I feel like I've got a backseat driver now. He's saying, no, no, we got to turn left here. <laughs> Look, mate, if you've got any really outstanding uh, points that you want to get into, I'll, I'll give you two seconds to have a look at that and think about where you want to be with that. Uh, I've taken my two seconds. Here we go. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get onto the injury list for the Bloods because this was, this was something that popped up. I was down on the sidelines watching the first half. Uh, Chase Eads, and I think we spoke about him in last week's podcast, really disappointing. He came, back, he came down to pre-season... Uh, weighing about 100 kilos, but when he got moving, like he he still had that same that same fire in his belly that I'd seen from him all those years ago. Uh, popped his hamstring and like physically heard it pop, and I've never yeah I've never heard that, and that sounds to me like tearing off the bone. Hey, that is rough. Mm. He hobbled off and he just laid on his back just clutching at it. And I saw him on Tuesday night and he was not limber. Um, so someone that I had big expectations for to sort of keep working and keep creeping into our... Uh, start creeping into our one side uh, may be done for the season. So that's probably... That's, that's a big thing that came out for me on the weekend. And Warren Taylor, a guy... A name that... Not many may know. Uh, he's been down to training a little bit. Uh, he earned his spot in game one. It was his first game in three years. Had his left knee, if I'm not mistaken, strapped pretty heavily because he'd done it before. Uh, second quarter. Thanks, Lock- <laughs> thanks Lockie. <laughs> <for concerns>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> second quarter. Uh, goes down. Gets hobbled off, doesn't come back through, doesn't come through the gates because there is no expectation that he's going back on, and he'd done his other knee. Oh no! And man, the heartbreak, just the look in his eye because he was crushed. He knew he'd been there, he'd done that, and it was the other side. And now he's got two dodgy knees, shot to hell. He'd only be in his early twenties, like he's still pretty young, and it's just so sad to see. Such a you know, su- such a guy with a br- such a good guy with a bright future, um, that was just given it a crack again, and is obviously not cut out for footy. Um, so maybe he should be behind the mic in future because <laughs> yeah. there's not many injuries happen on this couch. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> uh, the other one on my injury list from the Bloods, Dwayne Coyne, oh. now has trained this week. Um, the, the latest I've heard from him, there was an expectation that it was cracked ribs that he played on bravely. Uh, it's only bruised ribs, so toughen up, Corny, you'll be right. <laughs> um, but he's been, you know, having, having some trouble breathing, uh, but I think he'll be right to sort of back it up, um, maybe strap it and chuck some padding in there and get back out there and lead the boys out to a win in round two. Uh, so the scoreline there was a 12 point win, Denmark kicked 5-5-35 to Sharks 6-11-47, so story of the day with the Bloods was probably inaccuracy, um, but really positive to be getting a lot of scoring shots on the board. It was a four quarter effort, start trailed in, at the end of the first quarter, but then just kept chipping away, chipping away and ended up running all over Denmark uh, with their fitness, so big positives come out there for the Bloods. 
Um, and Big Mac and Ricky Inman, very clutch in in the dying stages. And we we've grown to expect that from Ricky Inman. He's you know played a thousand games or thereabouts <laughs> by now in his career. Um, you know he just keeps getting back year after year. But Big Mac, obviously, that's that's a big positive to come out. He's still pretty new to footy. He only got the one one full season of senior footy under his belt, and for him to be really performing um, in those dying stages when you really need when you really need the leaders to step up and get the team over the line, that's that's a big positive for me. I'll tell you the biggest positive for me, and that is the fact that um, you, you, we talked two weeks ago, Snake, about you giving up the the number two uh, jersey. Now, I obviously will not be playing um, football at this stage this year, so I've given up the number 30, and uh, Big Mac put that on, and is now the highest scoring number 30 in the Bloods competition <laughs> in the last three years. <laughs> um, he kicked one goal, two, so he's now uh, one goal, one higher than I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a good start. And good I'd, expect, I'd expect him to stack on a few more before you get your hands back on that jersey. <laughs> I'm going to have a big... Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm probably just going to take another six years to catch up to him, I think, at this rate. Um, and if I just do a quick recap on, on the league, uh, we've obviously been through a few intricacies there, but uh, we kicked 3-4-22 um, to Denmark's 15-10-100. So a 78 point loss there, obviously they took advantage of their opportunities and had a lot of scoring shots, but as I said, very potent forward line, uh, solid midfield, their half-back line is probably up there with the best in the comp, with Alec Haskins going back to doing what he does best, rather than being a pressure forward, being a half-back, day, Alec, I know you're listening. Um, best players for us, Kieran Zilm, first game at the club, kicked two goals, out of our three, uh, so you'd expect him to be a bit of a focal point in the future. Isaac Baum, one of the uh, one of the Boxwood guys, has Claremont experience. is an absolute jet. Uh, also, just an interesting talking point with him in the bar afterwards. Set up my wedding, um, so we had met before, and I, I had this air of familiarity, and didn't actually didn't actually work out where it came from until we cracked a beer together. Um, so, g'day Isaac if you're listening, but he brought his own footy, he had plenty of it. Um, it'll just be, it'll be nice if we can get a few more games out of him this year and develop some chemistry, because yeah. we didn't really get a chance to develop that. He was still learning everybody's names, but there was just no tearing him away from it. And Hudson O'Day, one of our young blokes, uh, got his name called out in the best players, played down in the back, deep in the back line, and it's what he's done through all his juniors. He's just, I think I've, I've called him in the past Mr. Consistent or Mr. Reliable, and it's, it's exactly what he does. He's pretty quietly spoken, but he just goes about his business deep in the back line, plays man on man, doesn't mind, doesn't mind floating off and hitting a contest. Um, but very easily coachable and very bright future at the club. And I've got a long list of positives, but I, I dare say I'm not really going to need to go through that because we've already talked about a lot of them. And um, for me, my positive to come out of the day was, as I said, passing on the number two to young Sean Keatley. Um, he played an absolute blinder. 
Uh, we haven't seen him at training a lot because he's been at home out of Boyard Brook, but slotted back into that team, into that lineup um, seamlessly, and yeah, really excited to see how he takes the season on. Uh, for me, like it was a proud dad moment, giving over that jumper and just seeing him do everything he could do to go out there and uh, and do the number two proud. He came to me at half time when I, I hadn't had a lot of game time, and he said, "Do you want to?" Do you want to start the second half? And I said, that's not my decision to make, mate. That's the coaches. And he just went out there and he kept hitting the, hitting the contest and taking risks and rolling the dice. And it didn't always come off. But, um, again, just sticking to the process. And then we just got to back him in because they've got to grow that confidence in himself. And the only way it's going to come is if we have confidence in them too. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's, that's probably going to be the important part obviously focusing on a five-year plan or however many years we are looking down the track, it is going to be focusing on those young fellas and making sure that they are getting all the support that they require. Uh, and also just make sure they get the, the, the drive and the want, the hunger to come back. You know, keep at it. Now, um, I think we've talked enough about the footy action so far. We'll have a bit of a break from that. And I think it's time to bring back my new favourite, my favourite new segment, which is an old segment, but we're going to bring back the... Uh, the Shepherd or the Shirt Front, brought to you by Snake. Now, have you got some tucked away there, nice and neatly in your back pocket there, in your three and a half pages of notes? That was actually something I didn't prepare for. That's I... okay, because I am just dying to get stuck into this one. So, uh, fellas, how it works is pretty straightforward, if you haven't listened before. I offer a scenario up to Snake. Uh, you guys get to call in as well, if if they've mucked up or anything else like that, they get the shirt front. If you think it's unfair, they get the shepherd. All right, so you guys can call it out too, just for a bit of fun. Snake is obviously the judge at the end of the day. Sound pretty straightforward? Yeah, I think so, but we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> That's the way. All right, now, I'm, I've been dying to get stuck into this one ever since I listened to your podcast last week, Snake, and that is Young Red Rogers. Uh, he has always picked on me doing the podcast for the ums and the ahs that we that we say through the podcast. And as we said, you know, it's all about... Did you count them out? I did. You've got a number. Uh-huh. Oh, beauty. I hope you didn't count mine. Oh, no, no. I have read... So when you asked Red a question, you asked him about... during the. I think it was during the Fast Five, you asked him whether or not he had a game day ritual. Now, during his answer to that question, there was 11... Arms all red in less than a sentence basically it was something along the lines of I like to get up and um, have a shower and, um, and, and and he's picked on me so many times and he was smashing them out there was probably it, there was 11 in that one sentence let alone the rest of the podcast now he's picked on me for this many times very very sorely so uh, I'm going to throw it out to you first Lockie what do you reckon shepherd or a shirt front so which one's which again? Sorry, yeah, uh, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. So if you're in trouble, you get a shirt front. If you if you if you back it up, backing him up, you're shepherding. Are you shepherding him? No, one hundred percent shirt front. Shirt front. One hundred percent. Yeah, I listened to the podcast and yeah, I, I two picked up his arms and arms. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Sammy, over to you, mate. I can't comment on this one. I didn't, I didn't hear the episode, so I'll, oh, I'll, I'll stick out of this one, Red. Fair enough. He's not even shepherding. He's just going to jump on the bench and yeah, just sit, sit down. That's it. He's got a He's for got a down. <laughs> stretch. I'm getting it here. Oh, Red. Um, look. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, 
uh, I'm really indecisive, um, but this is a big shirt for a gun. <laughs> I give out a few arms myself, but I actually have to put some thought into this, and you got asked a pretty simple question, and, um, and, um, and, um, <laughs> yeah, you're cooked, mate. Off you go. <laughs> oh, that. That's what I like to hear. Uh, I always, I, I always get a bit nervous when it comes to the shirt front. I always like to make sure that I've got a, I've got a pretty good success rate uh, when we jump up and do judge skinny, you know, as a prosecutor. So I want to make sure I'm pretty, pretty to the letter. Now I've got another one for you if you're interested. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> That's good. And, and I, the other thing, the other thing I'm a bit cautious of is I, I generally like to pick on the people who've been on the previous week's episode. So I don't want them to all think that, oh, don't go on the podcast, you get picked on. But Liam McCandless, the Big Mac, going on the podcast and claiming that the Naked Bean, who is one of our, uh, you know, one of one of the people who looks after us, who sponsored us through our golf day and everything like that, turned around and said that they weren't the best coffee coffee in Albany by a long shot. That is a shirt front if I've ever seen one, surely. I reckon they make, for one thing, they make fantastic coffee. For another thing, they're a fantastic supporter of the club. And thirdly, they hire a young kid who looks like Elliot Yo. And I mean, I wouldn't touch that with a, with a barge pole. So I'm throwing it out. Lucky, go first, mate. Shepherding or shirt fronting? Oh, I love the coffee. I love it. It's just, I reckon it actually is the best coffee in Albany. So yeah, shirt front. Seconded. Yep, shirt front for me. Shirt front, that's all I hear. Yeah, Big Mac, sorry, I'm going to have to go on a rampage. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw out a shirt front to you. Uh, the, the Naked Bean, not only do they make a delicious coffee in-house, but they supply a vast majority of our local cafes with their own house roasted beans. Um, they supported us on our, on our first inaugural golf day. Uh, so you're going to be copping a bit of a flogging from me. That's a big shirt I'll come your way. Yes, back. that's what we like to hear. All right, I've got a final one, uh, and it's directed at you, Big Snakey. So you have to uh, you have to make up your own mind on this one, but I'm still going to throw it over to the boys. Now, last week you took the range, you, t- you threw the L plates off, you went for a bit of bit of a burnout in the uh, in the AU Falcon, as as we like to call it now, and um, look. You know, respect where respect's due, some decent donuts and some nice circle work, you know, uh, pretty good. But I wanted to know one thing from our first episode. Do you remember what that was? Um, no. That's okay, I'll, I'll remind you. I wanted to know who was going to be putting on the captaincy for the Sharks League squad. And you knew at the stage of the podcast, didn't you? He's trying to deny it, but that's okay. No, I think I'm thinking about it, and yeah, it would have been announced yep. the next night. The next night? Yeah, because I recorded on Wednesday and it was announced on Thursday, was it not? Yeah, last Thursday. Was it announced Thursday or Tuesday? Thursday, Thursday no, Thursday. Because it, it was jumper presentations on Thursday, so Forsy. I can't really shepherd myself, but I'm probably going to have to sell you some candy and stuff around there, bro. Well done. All right, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll accept that one. So, would you like to tell us now, see, with Rule here, we've all been waiting to find out who are our captains? Absolutely. So, it's long overdue. If I'd, uh, if I'd had the Thursday night available, I would have uh, I would have made it happen then. But uh, Tate McLean, back after one season away, playing 
footy and living and recovering from a shoulder surgery over in New South Wales. Is uh, a very well-deserved captain for our senior side this year. Jake Lothian returning. Uh, we've spoken about this two weeks ago. He was Colts captain in their inaugural year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's since returned about five years ago, played in the first Sharks League win, uh, played about a year and a half with us, and he's taken the vice-captaincy. So two very well-deserved blokes there, um, two great leaders of the club, and yeah, super happy for them. I get around them on a regular basis, and we're always, we're always having a chat just about how things are going and sort of how we can adjust our, adjust our, our, approach and attitude to towards what we're doing but um these two guys are, are going to see us well into the future absolutely i think that's really good uh and I've, i have to credit your foresight too snake you've you've picked the since we've been back and we've been doing podcasts with the leagues with the senior boys you've picked the the three weeks worth of guests so you've picked you picked the two fellas with us tonight you picked the, the last two sets of guests in your first set Podcast one and two, you picked the cap, the vice captain and captain, so you've done well with your foresight so far. Yeah, I don't mean to play favourites, but um, obviously J Lo had the experience with with Fry, and um, they were they were more than up for it. Tate was in my uh, was in my bridal party. He was one of my groomsmen, so he was he was an easy one to sort of rope in to do it. Um, yeah, it's been it's it's been easy to get guys to come to do the podcast when you're actually down at training for us. So I actually got a little bit of a shirt front for you myself. <laughs> uh, you you turned up for one training session and ever since then you've been unavailable, um, but you're always available for a beer and a pizza and, <laughs> and a recording on the couch. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take it easy on you. I won't give you a shirt front, but I'll give you a little bit of a punch on punch in the ribs on the way through. Oh, I think that's well-deserved. <laughs> All right. I don't think there's going to be uh, any fight back from the fellas on that. These two fellas train obviously very well, so I'll, uh, I'll cop that and we'll, we'll move on. Now, um, we'll start looking into next week. So next week we're obviously our first home game at Centennial. Um, and uh, let, let's just start with you, Lockie. Obviously, it's going to be your first home game at Centennial, but you played a bit of footy at Centennial so far. Outside looking in, what does it mean to come over and play at Centennial? Is it, is it a game, the ground that you hold sort of... Um, do you enjoy playing there? Is it somewhere you, you're sort of a bit, bit weary of? Um, well, to be honest, Centennial's... Obviously, it's a bigger ground compared to most. And after my, obviously, previous bits of career at um, Railways, it's a lot bigger. Um, I find that you can space your footy out a lot more. You got a lot more room to spread it, and it's also a bit longer. Um, but it feels nice to be there. The grass is nice and firm. It's not. It's yeah. I reckon it's actually probably like the best ground to play on in the whole GSFL, to be honest with you. But obviously, being at the Sharks this this year, it feels like home. To be honest, the, from the first training session, it feels nice to be on the field. It's a good atmosphere. Good bunch of blokes to be around too so it's nice oh, it's good to hear man we, we appreciate hearing that sort of stuff obviously um and i think we've said it a couple of times haven't we snake that we are you know for lack of a better word i think we're pretty blessed or very fortunate to have such a 
impressive uh, stadium. Uh, Sammy, how does it sort of stack up? You've obviously played a bit, bit up in Perth. How does it stack up with some of the Perth sort of uh, arenas? And um, I'd say the actual oval itself is, you know, quite up to a quite high standard. Um, I think the club rooms are a pretty unique situation. Um, just used to having, you know, your football club having its own bar and whatnot, not sharing another team. So I think that's, um, you know, pretty unique. But um, I think nothing, nothing that you couldn't manage. Um, but yeah, I'm just pretty keen to get out there. And hopefully, it's not raining this weekend. Yeah, have a bit of a run in the sun. Yeah. Have we had a look into the weather at this stage? Do we know what we're looking in for? I know tomorrow we're looking at a bit of rain. Uh, the last time I had a look at the forecast was two days ago, and I was expecting it to be pouring with rain all day today, and that's now changed. I learned a long time ago never to trust the weatherman in Albany. Um, but last I heard, we were expecting a lot of rainfall over the weekend, so I would expect a bit of slop. Uh, Christo, we know you're a fair weather footballer, so <laughs> I'll I'll be holding out hope that it stays dry. Yeah, Sunday mostly cloudy, but um, but yeah, Centennial's a a really good surface to play on. It's um, it's not too hard, it's not too soft. Uh, it's been pretty well kept. Uh, Got to say thanks to another avid listener, Cohen Marwick. Uh, you're an absolute tool for going over to Denmark, but we appreciate the work you do on our playing surface. So. <laughs> Thank you, but no thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I think regardless of the regardless of the conditions coming up this weekend, we should expect a pretty good hit out against North Albany. Yeah, and North Albany is a side that, um, speaking from the Bloods perspective, we have had some pretty bad juju in the last couple of times we played them. Obviously, uh, been in front for the first half of both of those games that we played earlier in the year, and then absolutely just dominated in the third um, so I know, I know obviously like you're looking at uh, playing in, in the league squad this year uh, uh, sorry this week but what what was the um, what was the feeling around training like today were the boys pretty keen to get stuck in or were they cautious or how, how did they all feel about it uh, the league side or the resis? The resis. You were trained with the resis um, today? Yeah, I trained yeah. with the resis. Um, now we were keen to get stuck in North Albany. Um, especially after last week, we've seen our potential, what we can do, and obviously with training going through the year, what we can become as a team. Um, obviously, this year, with ins and outs of the league, uh, like myself going up into it, you lose a player, but then also we've got a player coming in. First time this year, uh, Tommy Eaton. Yeah. He's replacing myself through the midfield he'll be running uh, as a rover um, but yeah like I was saying we're just expected as the bloods would we're just going to take it as it comes and see what their game style is and then work it back to us and hopefully it works in the advantage um, I haven't had too much time obviously training with the league haven't trained with the boys yet but the time will come yeah, no, that's right. You you definitely get your get your time as uh, as the season rolls on, and and you keep doing all the right things. So that's that's really good. Now tell me, Sammy, how did that um, for you guys? How did it feel in the league squad today? What was the what was the feeling around training? Was it you know put it behind you, or was it um, you know learn from your mistakes sort of thing? Or where where did it sort of sit? Um, I think it's probably a bit of both. Um, I think there's definitely an element of you know putting it behind you. You know, it's our first game. It's essentially our first hit out against another team. So. Uh, I think it's probably important not to read into the result of last week too much. Uh, but in saying that, um, you know, you've got to work on, on what didn't go right. 
um, and we think we, we did a lot of that on Tuesday. Um, and then tonight, um, we worked on our strengths um, and how we want to play. So I think we've done a bit of both, and um, and yeah, I reckon <coughs> put our best foot forward this weekend. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and what do you think weather-wise is going to sort of suit us all? Uh, you know, ideally, do you think we're looking like a better side in the wet or a better <coughs> side in the dry? Um, probably hard to comment at this stage, but I think if if we're going to play how we want to play with with maximum effort, then I think um, you know I think we'd go all right in the, in the wet, to be honest. Um, but I don't think weather conditions will bother us too much if they're wet or dry. North Albany are an interesting prospect this year because you mentioned that they've sort of gotten over the top of you guys in the in the bloods in second halves in previous years, and that's because they've always had immense depth and they've had real experienced league footballers who are towards the end of their careers playing reserves football. A few young guys already there to blood them. <coughs> Sorry. A few guys knocking on the door of a league side. Um, so they've sort of had the perfect storm brewing in their, in their two sides for years. This year they've had a lot of senior players step away, gone up north, <coughs> retired, what have you. And so their, their senior side is looking very young, very inexperienced. They've got a certain game style that may not necessarily benefit them in the wet. I would say that with the coach they've got, they'll be sticking to the process, much like we are. Um, <coughs> I think that their reserve side is a bit of a, uh, a a bit of an unknown at this stage because there will be a lot of guys that would have been knocking on the door in previous years that will be a shoe in for a league game now. Uh, so. I think what Christo said is exactly right. Can't dwell on, you know, on the negatives, on the mistakes that were made on the weekend, but definitely an opportunity to take a learning curve and just improve this week. And that's Jamie's whole focus, is just improving every week. And that only happens if you continue to get down and continue working on your craft. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. And I think... Um, Lockie, just looking back at the blood side, as far as weather's concerned, I think basically the way Tags looks at playing footy is to play the same play game of footy, rain, hell, shine, doesn't he? Yeah, um, we got the same structure for any type of weather conditions, but um, going back to pre-season and the trainings, it's been wet, and going off of how we've been training, like tonight for an example, it was dry, a little bit of gust here and there, but the ball rarely touched the ground. We kept it off the ground, we hit, hit our targets, and when we weren't, we were there to back them up, etc. The same as with the wets, tags us to us to get numbers behind the ball when it's wet, and if so, get that wide and get it in. But it's, like you said, it's the same, same structure. Yeah, and I think that's really good that we don't have to worry about sort of ch- chopping and changing too much when it comes to the blood side. You know, we are, we just set and forget, stick to the plan, and as, we, as you said, You've seen that it works even under immense pressure when you are behind it. So I, I, we spoke about it two weeks ago. Tags is master plan. He thinks on a different level, but um, we're already seeing results. <laughs> yeah, so very important that we uh, you know, celebrate those sorts of things. Now, uh, just quickly on other things that we like to celebrate around the club. We Obviously, anybody who's got an email account would have seen that we finally got our Shark's Tales newsletter out to get today. 
um, with our letters from the president in there as well and photos from the uh, reserve side win. So a uh, big thank you to Tracy for putting all that together. She's been doing that for the last oh, however many years, I don't know, but um, probably a little bit of a thankless job, that newsletter. So just a quick opportunity to say thank you to Tracy for putting it in and get, getting it organised for us all to have a bit of a read. Bit of a thankless job in general, just being Tracy Blasco. She she wears many hats and she does many jobs and, and she does them all to the best of her ability. She puts in an immense amount of work and we love you, Trace. You are one of the best things to happen to this club in a long time, so you keep being you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> love it, okay. Uh, righto, so um, let's see, we've, we've covered the, the Snake shirt front, where do you reckon we go next, Snake? What are you thinking? Uh, well, What's I had a bit of a new segment that I wanted to trial this week, and I've lost my notes, so <laughs> maybe, so we'll, maybe we'll when I was stood up and stretched out, <laughs> stretch, oh, now I've lost my microphone, may have been when I stood up and stretched out my, uh, my cramps because I was losing the plot on the couch and I'm not used to sitting down this much after training. But uh, so this week I really wanted to, I, I sort of workshopped a bit with, uh, with Force just via Messenger and I wanted to workshop a bit of a new segment. Uh, we're going to call it the Contested Ball. I have a series of three multiple choice questions. Um, the answers are all very subjective, uh, so I have decided what is the right answer. Oh, um, here we go. Jesus. So what yeah. you guys need to remember is just go with your gut on this one. Exactly. exactly. Well, go with your gut feeling. Um, and I would recommend not buzzing in too early, so I would expect you guys, uh, I want you to buzz in with your nickname. So We'll, we'll test the buzzers first. So Sam, yep. Sam, give What's my nickname? Christo. Keep it simple. I thought it was the Jammer Okay, Jamada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I forgot about that. You inherited that nickname oh. off, off the Dirt Apple. Off the illustrious captain. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just test that one. So, we'll just test the buzzer, please. <coughs> Jamada. There we go. Lovely. And, Lockie McLeish, what is your nickname? Oh, far out. That's a hard one to decide. The boys are giving me various nicknames throughout I would, the year. I would recommend going with something that is just one syllable because Janada is going to be pretty tough to get out. You know, I think we need to make this fair and I did have a bit of a think about this throughout the week and I thought with a surname like McLeish and the fact that he just runs absolute rampant in the uh, midfield, he's sort of like a, you know, sort of like an animal that needs to be kept on a leash otherwise he'll get away from you. Alright, so he's a staffy. So he's the bulldog I reckon. Yeah, he's the bulldog. bulldog. Actually, I did get given that nickname back in high school when yeah. I played for Ashes Country Footy. Okay, yeah, bulldog janitor. Personally, I reckon he's a bit more of a chihuahua, but we'll, we'll go with bulldog for this evening. Oh, feist no height. <laughs> oh, we didn't kiss that buzzer though. Oh, bulldog. There we go. It's working. All right. Okay. So, yeah, obviously, you know, first time we're doing this uh, this segment, so probably a few a few little things that need to be worked out. Uh, probably assessing those nicknames before we come on the show would be a good start. But <laughs> nah, that's we're, just, fun. we're just going to roll with it. Just okay, so I have, a, I, I have a series, as I said, of three multiple choice questions for you. There will be four options to choose from. So as I said, I would recommend you listen to all the options before you buzz in. Are we ready, boys? Yeah, go on. Can we, can we find a friend if we don't know? 
We're pretty short on time, <laughs> so there'll be no finding a friend, there'll be no asking the audience, and there'll be no 50-50. Damn. Alright, question one. Matt Rao. A. Overrated. B. Underrated. C. Will win a Brownlow within the next five years. Or D. Becomes the biggest what-if in AFL history due to recurring injuries. Well done. Janitor's got that one. Janitor's, Janitor's pulled one out quit. there. Janitor yeah. was quick. Yeah, got all three syllables out. Oh, yeah. It. I heard them all. Okay. I loved it. Cool. Janitor. Was, uh, was option B, was that underrated? Option B was underrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with option B. Incorrect. I'm going to throw it open to Bulldog. Uh, D. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> According to myself. <laughs> we, polled, we polled one person. <laughs> himself <laughs> alright question 2 the west coast eagles no. A were dealt a dud draw starting uh, starting the season in the Queensland hub B were, co- were collectively out of form C have passed the premiership window or D suck general um was out of form option B? Uh, yes, collectively out of form was option B. Yeah, I'm going to go with that again. Incorrect. Yeah, Bulldog. Uh, D. Incorrect. Ooh, I just don't oh. like West Coast. The answer, oh, I, was with you. I agree with you on that the one. The answer was option A. We're, dealt, we're oh. dealt a dud draw starting the season in the Queensland hub. Remember, to remember to think like the snake, not think like yourself. I just don't like West Coast. West Coast, that's not like them. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what I think about them, and my missus loves them, so I'm not allowed to say they suck. Oh. See? You're in trouble. Think like the snake. <laughs> All right. Question three. You still have an option, you still have an opportunity to tie this up, Bulldog. I'm one point ahead. Yeah, is it? Oh, yeah, you did get the first one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're keeping score, because I'm losing track of Oh, he's, he's 2-1. I, I gave him a point for that one, but I agree. Let's <laughs> go suck. No, we're calling it one nothing at this stage. And if you tie it up, I do have tiebreakers ready to go, so please tie it up, down and up. I'll do my best. All right. Question three. Name brand compression tights make you, A, perform better, B, recover easier C a sponsored athlete or D a flog Janitor D oh, Janitor incorrect I have two XU compression tights <coughs> in the mail as we speak Buddha. think like the snake what was option C again option C was a sponsored athlete yeah C incorrect Ooh. I've never been sponsored at anything but with one correct answer to zero <laughs> correct answers, you are the winner of this week's episode. The first ever contestant ball. Well done. <laughs> yeah, later in the year, we will be having a bit of a semi-final and maybe grand final. So you've just booked your place in the semi-final. Well, will, you, will you return you. <laughs> Lockie McLeish, the Bulldog? Yeah, well, why not? He'll be back. He'll be back. I think that name's going to stick now. Yeah, I think so. I'll be putting it in the group chat straight after this. (laughs) 
Uh, see, this is why you have to... Uh, it's like I said when you were leading into that one then when you said we should have organised the nicknames beforehand. We don't have to do that. We're like It's like a maths problem. You have to show your work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I always prefer to just refer to the cheat sheet and write the answers down. So That works too. You can write the snake. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to another segment, uh, one we forgot to do last week. So this one we call the Feeding Frenzy Forecast, right? So this one's pretty straightforward. All we do is we um, basically each go around the table. We're going to have one crack at what we think might happen in next week's game. All right, so obviously you guys against uh, North Albany. Now, I will go first, same as I've set it all up. Um, so this week, my gutsy call is I'm back in uh, Big Mac to just play an absolute blinder, and I'm picking him for man of the match for this week. That's a pretty straightforward one for me. Snake, what have you got uh, in your forecast? Can, can be anything, can be league, can be resis, can be 16s. I'm backing Max Baker to really find his feet in that back pocket position. Uh, the kid is a natural footballer and he's come to me for advice and as I said, he doesn't need the advice, but I'm happy to happy to give a little bit, but I think he's gonna find his comfort zone down there very soon and I would expect against the younger side this week's going to be the week. Sammy, over to you, mate. What, what's your gutsy call for the week, mate? Um, I reckon we're going to go for two for two and get two wins, I reckon, this weekend. Got a good feeling about it. For the Bloods? Bloods and, um, and league. Oh, you Both teams yep. have, getting up and having a win. Oh, gutsy call. I like, I like it. it. Yep. I love the confidence. Yeah, I like it. Lucky, what have you got for us, mate? Uh, well, I'm going to go same. I'm going to back the Bloods in for another win. And especially if, say, if uh, Liam Offer steps up in the middle. Oh, yeah. You know, brings back his old captaincy days and brings it back. I reckon they'll get right on top in North Albany. Mate, I think those days are long past him. <laughs> he found beer. That's it. That's it. He's got a belly on him now. He's got a lot in front of him. And He's a, a nugget. behind him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck to the recovery of uh, big, uh, big Liam there. All right. Uh, Snake, before we throw over to the Fast Five, is there anything else in your collective knowledge of paperwork that you've got there that we need to, that we need to address? Uh, no, mate, I've already folded it up and packed it away. Uh, you've, you've been very good to me tonight. You've let me go through my notes on, on both games and you've even let me, have, let me have my time in the limelight with my new segment and I think that was a rousing success. So I think we'll be bringing that back and uh, we might even throw open a little poll to the listeners if, uh, if you want to jump on the Facebook page and just throw us a vote of whether or not you want to hear the contested ball back next week. That'd be great. All right, that sounds pretty good. Uh, and before we do roll over into the Fast Five, it's probably time for your... Uh, we haven't actually talked about this, but we're, we're going to do your grade online right now for everybody to hear on last week's episode. So just before we do uh, get into that, just tell, tell me how you think you went. Look, I, I, I had plenty of nerves. Uh, I was pretty happy with the with the guys that I had in the room with me but um, look this is this is a pretty interesting situation to be in uh, being on a podcast it's not something that a lot of guys have exposure to um, we we all don't mind bantering but it's pretty interesting when uh, you can't just talk over each other and there's sort of an expectation that you're gonna let each guy take their turn and um, it can be a little bit unnatural for some guys. Uh, 
I'm pretty happy with, with how last week's episode went. Uh, I liked throwing the reins off, but I probably wasn't as prepared as I thought I was. So I'm going to give myself... Am, am, oh, I, am I being asked yeah, to give yeah, myself give, a Give yourself a, an a, a plus through F grade. Uh, look, a, a six and a half out of ten, which if I remember from school would be like a C plus. C plus. All right, that's pretty fair grade. That's pretty good. Fair, fair self-evaluation, I think. Um, now, look, obviously it's it's always good when people, especially in creative sort of situations like this, mark themselves heavily. It's because, you know, they take, take pride in what you do. Obviously, uh, we've, we touched on it before. We, we recorded the first episode of this in the back of a Subaru WRX down the foreshore after our first win against Denmark with you, me and Big Richter squeezed in the back of that thing. I don't know how we fit him in there still to this day. But um, look, it's I so, think he's still cramping, isn't he? I think, he, yeah, there's still some neck twinges going on there, yeah. <laughs> uh, a bit of a twitch, that's right. But look, that's how we started this show off. Uh, and ever since then, it became something that we, that we obviously as a club and especially for Richter, myself, Benny Fleck, you know, we, we took a lot of immense pride in doing it and we really enjoy it. Um, you had some really great segments in there. You had some pretty stellar guests which made it nice and easy for you, which is a, which was a good call. I did enjoy the fact that you threw over to Red, I think three times from memory for some insight into the Denmark squad and he had nothing. Just donuts for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that yeah but... That, that just became an ongoing joke. That was a year that he had nothing. That so. was great. No, I did enjoy that. Um, I don't like hearing Shane Zanetti's name popping up so much. I'm getting flashbacks to the um, to the Four Points um, program that you might might see on Facebook. I'm not sure. You, you all may have seen it. It shows up from the Albany Advertiser. They come up and they do a bit of an insight into the... Into the uh, um, upcoming games and one of the presenters on that show has a bit of a, a man crush I think if I was to put it accurately as, on as a, as a netty fetish yeah that's I like Zanetish the Zanetish he has a bit of a um, Zanetish so yeah, I well, some flashbacks look honestly mate I don't like hearing his name pop up either but you play against him and you see how often it does it's like he's he's everywhere right now I, I told you a little bit about how I grade the uh, podcast and that's obviously my listens now for anybody listening, obviously anything over, anything above fifty is what I call a pass mark, um, and once we get to seventy, that's the A plus. So we've got the final figures. Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. That's what I like to see. Um, we would usually go with the drum roll here, but that's all right. We'll let it go for today. Grand total of sixty three listeners in one week. So that's that's a well done. I think we're gonna. We'll round that up to somewhere around an, an A grade. So well done, mate. You can you can raise the bat on that. You got over your fifty. Well done. Yeah, not bad. But uh, I still feel like I'm riding on the back of you uh, of you and Rick because it's still named Rick and Forces Feeding Frenzy, and you know that's that's respectable because Rick started it up. But where the hell is he? <laughs> We're gonna have to get you back down, big fella. Oh, we definitely will. Um, it's just going to be a pain in the backside to change that as far as Spotify is concerned. You know, we've got a, we've got a following now. <laughs> it's all about Spotify. All right, so we'll, um, we'll roll on for that. I think it's time for the Fast Five. Now, I'm really nervous to ask this question because we haven't prepared this at all. But, uh, Snake, have you got a Fast Five ready for us? Uh, no, that wasn't actually included in my notes. But That's I can, okay. I can flick back through... No, nah, that's all right. I'm, I'm just going to do my favourite, famous wing it fast five. Now, 
Snake, um, you weren't involved in the Fast Five list last week. You you in, interested this week? You want to have a crack? Yeah, Fast Five. Yeah. All right, so we'll roll it from Snake. Sammy, we'll go to you then, Lockie, all right? So quite simple. I'm going to smash out five questions for you all. I'm uh, going to ask you the same question in a row. So basically, I want Snake's answer, Sammy's, and then Lockie, on to you, the Bulldog. All right, as quickly as you can. Try not to think about it, just snap, go. Are we no ready? No arms, because you'll get pulled up. That's, <laughs> that's right, unless you want a shepherd, <laughs> a shirt front. All right, now I enjoyed this question last week, so I'm going to ask it again. And you didn't get to answer this question, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Who is your celebrity doppelganger? So who is somebody that is a celebrity who looks like you? Well, there ain't nobody that looks like me, but I'm thinking, uh, no. Uh, I've lost it. I'm copping a shirt front for that next week. Oh, I want to sub one in for you. I reckon uh, you've seen Lord of the Rings. I've seen Lord of the Rings. Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Oh. With, with the ears. Just with See, the ears. See, that's rough. That makes me not want to come back. Find another co-host. <laughs> Alright, Sammy, over to you, mate. Do footy players count? Anybody counts, anybody. Michael Barlow. Yes! 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 We'll put that up on the Facebook page. We need a photo of that one on the Facebook page. We're not putting up Jake and Spiegel. Jesus. (laughs) Lucky. Oh, to be honest, I actually never thought about that. I'm not too sure. Not at all. Except for the nose, Owen Wilson. Wow. Oh, I can't see it. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Without the broken nose, <laughs> Owen Wilson. Yeah. Definitely. I like wow. it. Wow. 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 <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Um, all right, so we'll roll on to the next question. Um, let me think. The, the question for you. Now, Snake, I know I've asked you this one before, but I'll ask you again. I'll hopefully get a different answer from you. Who in the change room is not allowed to have the Ogs called? Who's not allowed to choose the music in the change room? Uh, technically. Mm-hmm. Take the claim. Liam Offer. Liam Offer. Yeah. Shocking. What's what's his like? What's his genre of choice? Just out of interest, is he like real his... like rap trap? Ah, uh, rap. Wubs on the weekend hit that type of thing. Just he gets pumped to a whole another level of excited. He's he's a festival kid all day. Isn't he, he is. Yeah. I've been to a couple of festivals with him, and yeah. Next level. 100%. Alright, we'll keep it rolling because we get in trouble for being too slow on this one. Yep. Who would you pick to back you up in the zombie apocalypse? You get one person to pick it. Uh, force, because I reckon we'd just lock down in this little room and we'd be as safe as houses. I think we'd be right. Especially with the baby lock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Alex Fry just because I reckon it'll give me a good laugh on our way out. Uh, that'd be a good one actually. I'll stick with mate that dragged me to the club. I'll stick with Liam. Offer. Yep. I reckon you could trip him over his zombie bait. You know, you don't have to outrate Liam, you just have to be faster <laughs> than the next bloke. I'm going to call it now. He's just going to answer Liam Offer to every question. Uh, depends what type of question it is. Well, uh, that that's it. All right, next question I won't say. All right, let's straight up. Let's, let's, put, let's put the pressure on him then. Oh, here we go. Who is your ultimate Brownlow date? Ooh. Your dream Brownlow date. Oh, and Snake, just to make this one interesting from you, um, Shell's busy that weekend. She's got a, a knitting convention. She's not available. So no miso. No miso. She's, she's busy. Convention. Can I take her mum? Not because I'm attracted, just because 
it's the right thing to just do. Just the brownie points, I like it. Yeah, I yep. can win brownie points. Brownie I like points. Shell's mum. Well done. Julianne, you're coming to the Brownlow with me. Woo-hoo. I'm going to take my mum. Well done. Yeah, yeah, well played. Yep. I'll probably just take your brother for a laugh. What's your brother's name? I was really hoping for Liam Offer then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I reckon, nah, I, reckon race. Look, I reckon he'd look good in a dress. <laughs> Liam. Well, that's, no, that's a nasty sight. I don't think I would have pictured that. So we'll move on to the last final <laughs> question for the Fast Five, and that is which AFL player do you model your game after? Glenn Archer. Finally, a question that I can answer without thinking. Glenn Archer. Well done. That's a good one. Trent Cotchin. Yep, nice answer. Hamish Hartlett. Oh, didn't see that one. That's good. Very nice. All right, thanks very much, guys. Really good fast five. Not too bad at all. Um, as I said, we do get in trouble if we don't knock that out nice and quickly. So, we'll um, yep, we'll, we'll take a win on that box. Well done. Now, um, I think we're just about wrapped up for the podcast today, guys. Um, so, Snake, just over to you first, mate. What do you reckon? Driver's seat or passenger? Which one do you prefer? Oh, look, I think uh, I think the listeners are going to find it a bit more interesting with me in the passenger seat, but I'll be watching and learning, and I don't think I'll be investing as, in as much equipment, so I'll let you keep, keep the reins, mate. <laughs> look, you know, the way I see it personally is I think it's one of those um, garbage trucks with the dual steering wheels, you know, I think we both just take a, you know, one of us takes a sleep in the back of the cab every now and again, so happy to ride it with you, mate, good job. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, nice yeah. one. Yeah, Sammy, over to you, mate. How many podcasts have you been on before this one? Zero. Zero. Love it. Another cherry popped. <laughs> That's it. So, uh, for anybody listening uh, around the club or at home, how do you rate it so far? Was it scary? Was it fun? What do you reckon? No, very cruising. Yeah, it's very uh, welcoming and that's easy. Would you give it? Would you go? Would you come back? Oh, for sure, yeah. And would you? Would you suggest anybody else who hasn't done it already to give it a crack? Uh up, Kiri. Yeah, he he will be on in a couple of weeks' time, yeah, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Get around here, Murray, and the, the boy from Catania will have some stories. Oh. Actually, speaking of which, we do have a couple of guys lined up for next week, and I will give a bit of a preview after Lockie McLeish's, as you say. All right, Lockie, give us a... Um, firstly, mate, thanks for coming on, especially... Uh, I think you were another short-notice one as well, weren't you? You sort of got oh. left known within nah. the week. I think, yeah, within about a week. It's like you're nice and organised. I'm enjoying this. This is this is this is good. Um, what did, what do you think, mate? What what are you thinking so far? Oh, I think I kind of overthought it. To be honest, as I pulled up out the front, I thought it was gonna be a lot more nerve wracking. But just sitting here on the couch, relaxing, just listening, paying attention, answering questions. It is a nice relaxing couch too, isn't it? It is. Brand new. Have to have to thank Em Brady for that one. She's done a done me a fantastic job. A fantastic deal. Thank you, Alan. Guys, remember to check the Facebook page to see an image of the setup that Big Force has got us got for us now. Uh, so listen in next week, and we will have Wacker, Zach Pearson, and Roscoe Ross Holland, two very good mates from way back. Uh, been around the club for a fair number of years now. Uh, we missed the opportunity to get Wacker on for his 100th game last year. Yes, yeah, very uh, disappointing so for us. We'll yeah, be having the two of them on for a bit of a chin wag next week. So, listen in. Looking forward to that one. That's going to be a massive episode. So, um, yeah, thanks very much for organising that one, Snake. Now, boys, we've been a bit... Uh, what's the word here? We've been a bit disappointing with the with the, um, with the the finale of the Feeding Fro- Fencing forecast lately. 
So we really need to finish this up nice and strong, nice and firm. How do we say it, boys? Up the sharks!